You're listening to the Audio Nowcast, sponsored by API. Now from the Nowcast Network Studios, here's Mike. Hey, welcome to the Audio Nowcast. My name is Mike Rodriguez, and before we get going, let me introduce the guys. Over here, on my right, we've got... Martin Page. It's a pleasure to be here, Mike. It's good to see you. Mm. Next to him, we've got our good friend and noisemaker, Scott Gershon. Scott! (laughs) Hi! Good night, night, Mike. Good night, Mike. Uh, And across the table from Scott, we've got the one, the only, our newest panel member, Mm -hmm. a great asset to the show, Mm -hmm. Mr. Nick Peck. Hello, Mike. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. Uh, and finally, joining us right next to him. Wait, he's not right next to him. I guess he kind of is. It's <laughs> the blob doll. If you consider <laughs> Skype right next to him. The one and only Mr. Iron Man of the Audio Nowcast, Rob Arbiter. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Everyone I, I, will, I really like that preset of, of speakerphone you're using. Thank you. Greetings greetings from wherever the heck I am. It looks like Austin. It's probably Austin. (laughs) It was so nice for like the three podcasts that you were here to actually see you, Rob, buddy. I'm actually coming back, but we had to have this podcast a little too soon. So, but not in time for this one. And actually, it's it's late because we had to switch um, servers for our our podcast. So, I spent a lot of time doing some research and um, with some help from some of our listeners and uh, Andrew, uh, who's one of our uh, our listeners. Um, you know, gave me some recommendations and some advice. We we did not crash our site when I posted our last podcast. Speaking of podcasts, this is show number one forty seven. Wow, one forty seven. We have lived on. This is our first show of our ninth year. Unbelievable. Yeah. I can't imagine that podcasts have even been around for now. You know, isn't that crazy? <laughs> Incredible. One more you know, we finish this year, we're gonna be starting our tenth year. I mean, it's it's amazing. And this podcast, we're gonna do a little a few little things that are different. Um we're we were in the middle of doing all this mixing stuff. We're gonna continue that, but on this podcast, uh, we're gonna talk about a few things. We're gonna look back and we're gonna look forward and we'll talk some tech stuff because you know me. I bought some more stuff, and I got to give you a report. <laughs> Color us shocked, Mike. <laughs> but uh, but right off the bat, though, this is show one forty seven. We've been podcasting now. We're starting our ninth year. We just finished eight years, um, and I have to give a big shout out to uh, API um, because they've sponsored us from day one. They were responsible, and, and quite frankly, if you know API didn't sponsor us, there would be no audio nowcast. And they really, you know, they are responsible for. For the podcast, um, having the legs that it's had, and you know they've kept on going and kept on going, and uh, it's been really great. And we, you know, Larry um, is just a great guy. All those guys, Gordon, everybody over there, it's really great. And the thing about um, being sponsored by API, it's it's just so low key because it's you know it's such good quality stuff, right? And you don't have to shout from the you know, hilltops and try to like, look at me, look at me, look at me, you know, they just... But it's got the headroom to do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but they just keep doing their job and mm. it, they're, they're such a good company and they make such great equipment and I'm, I'm just really honored to be associated mm-hmm. with them and uh, and like I said, I, class, I just have to... Mike, class, Yeah. And if you... And, the, and what's amazing is they, you know, here's a good example. Take the 500 series modules. Look, if they didn't release the spec... And if they didn't make the VPR alliance, 
you know, you would not see as many 500 series modules as you see now. And, and I think that's pretty incredible. What other business will take their, you know, basically their spec and say, okay, we're going to invite our competitors to, <laughs> to, to make, be able to come in and, and compete with them. But they're just so confident in their gear and they're just so confident in what they do. And look, let's face it, back in the day before they were doing that, you started seeing these um, underground 500 series racks coming out and things like that. And they were smart. They saw the writing on the wall and they said, you know what, we're just going to release it. That way we're going to form an alliance that way. Everybody's, you know, if you're part of the VPR alliance, you know that your 500 series modules plays well with other 500 series modules. And I just think that's that's phenomenal. I just think that's that's really, you know, when you look at the things, uh, great moments in audio gear history, the release of the 500 series spec is going to be one of the highlights because that opened up analog plugins for all intents and purposes, purposes which are the 500 series modules. So I just think, you know, once again, I just want to thank those guys. I know I'm kind of gushing, but it's really true. Mm -hmm. Hey, Mike, Uh, I've got a cool API story for you that just happened. uh, Tell us. So uh, yesterday, a friend of mine, Mark Grisky, this phenomenal composer who we'll definitely have on the show, um, was working on a hard rock project for us, something that needed to sound sort of like ACDC. And he sent around a drum track and he said, hey guys, I just finished my drum track. Here it is. I've run it through two different sets of hardware EQs. Listen to A and B. Tell me which one you guys like better. And so this was a bunch of people who really, you know, have years and have been doing this for a long time. And I wrote on the thread, hey, nobody talk to anybody else about which ones they like. Just make your choice and send it back to him. And then we'll listen, you know, we'll sort of have a blind listening test and see what we think. Everyone to a man said, yep, I like option number two better. Um, you know, it brings out the kick drum. It makes it punchier. The snare is punchier. There's more beef to the drum, et cetera, et cetera. And then afterwards he said, you all unanimously pick number two. And that was the set of tracks that went through the API 550B EQ. That's awesome. See, Ooh. that's, you know, that's just, it just sounds good. The that's proof the in the pudding there. And it yeah. just sounds good. So uh, once again, just thank you, API. Thank you, Larry, for your support of the Audio Nowcast. Now we're going to move on. A um, couple things uh, that I want to get to. Uh, I picked up a really, really great plugin um, this past weekend, and it's a synth, and it's called the Synthmaster. They're on 2.6, and um, it's inexpensive. It right now it's on sale for like. 70 bucks and then you can buy all these different sound sets for them and it does modeling and it does fm it does it's literally if you were going to have one synth plugin this would be the one it's cheap and it's good and it sounds What's it called great. Again? it's called synthmaster how does it write against omnisphere it's all well it's omnisphere is a little more texture mm-hmm. this can do textures but Physical modeling, FM—you mm-hmm. know, it's 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 a little different, but mm-hmm. it's such it has such great sounds. It has such great um, synth sounds, and it's it's cheap. and And I picked it up, and I was just blown away. If you just listen to the demo and you hear the different sound sets, you hear the different sounds for the price, the bang for the buck. It's phenomenal. I mean, I highly recommend it. The other one that I just got, which was really fun, is one called Glitch Bitch. Um, and it's, Dear, oh, it's like a stutter edit. It's it's just this smart, inexpensive. Once again, I think this one. Let's see. I picked up the complete package for Synthmaster. That was like two hundred and fifty bucks or something like that. Glitch bitch, I think was like seventy bucks. It was really inexpensive. Great stutter edits. Um, it's just a fun little little piece of software. And uh, 
I would highly recommend it if you guys are into stutter edits or into sound design or anything where you just need some weird um, parameters that you want to tweak and you want to rhythmically make it happen. I mean, it's really cool. It's a great piece of software. It does stutter editing and glitching. And, and uh, I just want to, I wanted to bring out those two right at the top and just recommend those two. Uh, are they brand new? Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I don't know if they're brand new. They're brand new to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But you know me. As soon as I uh, as soon as mm-hmm. I hear something that I really like, you know, I, mm-hmm. I I'm not opposed to speaking well of it. You know, and Mike. Mm-hmm. What format do they are they in? Uh, v, they're in your VST audio units. Uh, I think they may even be AAX, to be honest. But I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, but um, yeah, they're they're really great. I mean, what were you using as the host? Since you're mostly a Pro Tools guy, live. I was using, using live. Live. Okay. live. Um, I haven't really tried it out in anything but live. But uh, but I was using so the sense like, of what formats did you say they were VST or VST audio units RTAS I believe so um, I actually installed it I installed them on my PC and I also installed them on my Mac and they seem to work fine on on either side so it's it's pretty cool but um, I just want to give a shout out to to those two things to synth masters yes all right guys so this is show one forty seven <laughs> we started the podcast. In April 2006. My God. 2006. And I was going through a lot of our old shows. And let me tell you, if you get a chance and anybody out there get a chance, if you listen to some of those old shows, it's it's a great listen. I've been doing it lately. Have you? Yeah. I just went back home to the Bay Area and back and I listened to old episodes of the Audio Nowcast the whole it's, way just to like sort of dip my toe in the water and hear where things were at the different times. It was awesome. And it, it was dum, dum, dum. it was um, it's amazing how I had an English accent when I started. <laughs> it's amazing how how we've called some stuff and and some of the trends and and you know the one thing I noticed is all the way back in uh, the very beginning, Rob was just as cynical on uh, some of the technologies that I was talking about. <laughs> He's <out>. still cynical. <laughs> I do have to say He's that nodding everyone, now. He's nodding. Everyone <laughs> loved Avid a whole lot more in 2008 <laughs> than they do now. That <laughs> is for sure. But, you, <laughs> but I'll tell you what. In one of our early podcasts, I think it was like episode two actually, um, one of the things was – is. Is Pro Tools still going to be around in five years? <laughs> that sounds like the Beatles, doesn't it? When they first came out, they said, we're only going to last well, for about three years. You know? Some of the highlights <laughs> from listening to it were, were kind of cool and everything. But I came across this highlight. I'm going to play right now. So one of the things I, I, I wanted to say about the iPhone, since I've lived with it for a little while now, is, is it's, it's amazing how um, – They've kind of incorporated all your tasks into a little box where I don't need my computer to like check my email. I don't need my computer to like surf the web. And as I was doing this, I was thinking, you know, as soon as they open up the development for the iPhone or iPhone part two, you're going to see some pretty cool little audio applications, I think, coming down the pipe, you know, whether it's going to be sequencers or whether it's going to be mini. Cause I know for the 6700, they already oh, have little music. Little music uh, sequencers and things like that, and um, and I think you're really going to see a, a paradigm change on just being creative out on the road and being creative wherever you are. We thought it was a blessing when you can take a notebook and you can go to a hotel and write. But now, what if you don't even need that notebook? What if you can just you know Bluetooth in a keyboard and you have a little tone generator on your phone, and next thing you know it, you're you're composing 
in the small little platforms. What do you think of that, guys? Well, I've, I've got to jump in here and say that I always thought you were a guru, <laughs> and you are the guru, without a doubt. That was great foresight. That was that was July 2007, show number 33. Wow. Mm. I just got my iPhone. Our leader. All right. I All think right. I figured out how the audio nowcast is going to end. It's going to end because Apple is going to take you and make you an evangelist <laughs> instead, and you're going to have to move to Cooper. Uh, <laughs> uh, of course, of course, right? That's what I was all saying. Now I'm going to play one more part of that. That uh, that you're showing off now. No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay, uh, one more part of that. Here we go. So, I, so you're counting on Apple to open the ar- architecture of the iPhone? Well, I'm counting on hackers, actually. To- okay, well. <laughs> and, and it may not be the iPhone, but it's definitely, uh, you know, you can see a, a paradigm shift. See that? That was Rob. <laughs> Rob right there. <laughs> Rob is skeptical, but you know what? It was, it's good skepticism. Oh, you need that. Yeah, you know you what? I was right. I was right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and. But it's amazing when, when you listen to some of those old podcasts, some of the things, I mean, we... We nailed that. And what's amazing about this show, um, one of the reasons why I like um, show number 33, we talk about alternative controllers. And one of the ones we, we – alternate controllers um, – alternative controllers. That's like a controller with a mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things um, that we talk about is lemur. When it first came out and uh, how the price was like $3,000 and we we're talking about the controller and now you can buy lemur on an iPad for 50 bucks. It's amazing to see some of this stuff. So I, I'm getting, I'm having a, a blast listening to some of these old things because, you know, you hear things like, you know, when we first bought um, music on iTunes and, and like I was saying, and you hear, you know, we talk about the CDs and yet another case of the death of the CDs, but I wanted to open it up really quick and I want you guys to think back um, eight years, okay? And Nick, you can <laughs> oh, dear. I can't but, remember yesterday. But <laughs> gracious me! But tell me, and I'm going to start. I'm going to start with you, Scott. Oh God! Just, no, no. <laughs> eight there, years. In eight, yeah, but has eight what's years. been one of the biggest tech surprises of the last eight years since we've been doing the audio nowcast for you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, a surprise. I don't know if I've had surprises, but I think what's what has evolved nicely is right now I'm doing uh, my next two full feature films, one I'm in the middle of right now, totally in the box. But it's not with one system, it's with six. And uh, it's great. I mean, it's it's I've done a lot in video games, but I've never done it in film at this quality. And it it's going crazy smooth and crazy fast. And it's nice to see the evolution where now the plugins are as, as good. I think really for us it was uh, once it started getting to 32-bit floating, mm-hmm. the sound started getting where I, we lost that Pro Tools harshness. So when we're getting, you know, because when you get very non-musical with a lot of dissonance and, and sounds that have high harmonics, so it's just glass crashing, and you don't want that digital kind of sound. And I think that now, all of a sudden, we could do 96. Uh, the, the next one we're doing is Atmos in the box. So, you know, it's interesting, but it's getting there. I mean, it's, it's, we're using HDX systems, and uh, it's, you know, uh, it's just absolutely wonderful staying virtual. And I think we always knew it was getting there, and, and, and 
uh, it's not the first time we've done it. Like I said, I've been mixing in the box for years on the video game side. But I think just recently, I think we turned a corner sonically again, where they got to that higher fidelity. It's great plugins right. that you know that are just right now. It just it's just easier, and gotcha. I think I don't think we're losing any quality by not going to a Neve or Harrison or Euphonics. Martin, anything in the last eight years that you've either been surprised by or you really embraced, or you know, it's really what Scott said. I, I, you know, for me, because I was uh, an analog man and ha- had the, as you know, a great big board in my in my studio to go um, and mix in the box. I thought was ridiculous and I couldn't fathom that. But now I've got very used to it and I actually like the speed. Um, um, so that in the last eight years, it's really been for me. Um, although I do join a lot of analog to digital, as you know, Mike, with the microphones and the way I get the guitars and the live playing in, I, um, I've really enjoyed um, very, very, very quick mixing, very, very, very quick editing, um, editing on the fly, you know. Um, so to me, it's exactly what Scott said. It's right. just m- m- the last eight years for me is that I'm using a mouse. <laughs> what, about, what about you, Nick? Anything surprise you or what do you, the last eight years? Sure. What did, you know, and of course, I'm going to sound like I'm sucking up to you, but it's just basically what's happened in my life. Eight years ago, in 2006, everything that I was doing um, were was for video games on console. So it was all Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. I was doing, you know, the X-Men and Guitar Hero and stuff like that. And it was wonderful. Um, but then the iPhone came along. And then after that, the iPad came along. And I've been so happily working in the iOS space and in the mobile space for the last almost four years pretty much continuously and i love it i absolutely love working in that format it sounds good enough and the the quick turnaround of being able to work on a million apps instead of working on a single video game for nine months or 18 months has been you know sort of the biggest thing for me professionally what about you rob well for me if i have my uh dates right in my mind eight years ago is about when i uh I'd gotten my D control and sort of changed my entire workflow. Uh, Before that, we'd been mixing on some digital consoles for some summing, but it was basically mixing with a mouse uh, as far as Pro Tools and Cubase and Nuendo. And uh, about eight years ago is when I got the giant D control and started to really uh, learn it and master it. And we actually uh, transitioned into doing a lot of post work because I set up my room to be a good surround mixing room, and we did a lot of uh, uh, mixing for TV and some film. And so it was a change in our workflow, because also the budgets in the music industry were declining, and we were seeing a lot of opportunities in post. So that's around the time when I transitioned to having a huge control surface and migrated more to post for a while, though then got pulled back into music again. Um, But that was sort of a pivotal time. (laughs) I love, I love the plug and you using on your voice, by the way. A little granular <laughs> synthesis <laughs> always yeah. helps, yeah. You got the vocoder, we, you know what, salty Rob, grain. Rob, we, we lost the last, like, minute of what you said. Oh, really? So yeah. what did you get? It's like that, you know. Did we, are we back now? Yes, we're back. We got that, you got the decontrol and you moved into post-production as a result and of And then you went back it. to music because uh, music started kicking in. Okay. Well, yeah, because uh, at that point, the budgets in the music side of things had been declining a bit, but we saw a lot of opportunities in post. 
We transitioned to post and the decontrol made it easy for me to set up a surround mixing environment at my place that was great and is still great. And then uh, eventually we got pulled more back into music, but there was a, a, a long period in there from like 2007 to what, 10 or 11, where we were doing a lot of uh, post stuff. The other thing that was happening during that era was, you know, I uh, used to kid that my studio had uh, 25 PCs and two Macs. And over the course of that time, I got up to about 16 Macs as the PCs became uh, older and fell out of uh, usefulness. Rather than replacing with PCs, I found myself transitioning uh, to Mac, and I was staying up to date with all the latest Pro Tools stuff, which all sort of came to a halt after Pro Tools 10 for now anyway. But um, there was a lot of switching over of my basic platform thinking during that time period. And, and I'd say eight years ago was really the beginning of that. That's uh, so, awesome. Um, I want to add one thing that I think that is is little uh, sideways to audio, but I think we talked about revolutionizing eight years ago. Hold and, on, you can let me put in my audio thing in the. Oh, I'm sorry. I go ahead. Um, really quick, one of the things that surprised me of the last eight years is the fact that analog is huge. It's it's everybody was predicting the death of analog, right? And not only is it huge in like 500 series modules and plugins, but synths, and you've got the Eurorack, and I mean hardcore stuff. It's coming back, even to the point where vinyl's coming back. Absolutely, and vinyl's yeah. coming back big time. Yeah. And it's like if you listen to our first couple of podcasts, we're over here l- lamenting analog. I'm and, buying three <laughs> albums a week on vinyl again. You know? Yeah, and what's amazing is the fact that, that to me, it's, it's how cyclical this stuff is, but just the fact that analog is coming back mm-hmm. hardcore. I was a to- I was Mr. in the box because that's the Let me I just t- say this. You're so right, Mike, because I was in Amoeba yesterday and I go in there regularly and it used to be all just racks and racks of CDs and now they've moved the CDs into a smaller area. Right. And the bigger area now is vinyl. Yeah. Incredible. Wow. And, and, and they're selling uh, turntables and needles at the back of the room um, and the wow. top, top turntables as well. And that, yeah. to me, is, the, is how amazing is a lot of these technologies that we wrote off. And believe me, when I first started this, mm-hmm. I was Mr. Digital. If you listen to some of the early podcasts, me and Bobby were, were, were <laughs> going at it, right? Well, and, Bobby would fight anybody at any time. But... But now I'm I'm Mr. Analog. It's like I was in the box, but now after working with like APIs, the box and working on bigger consoles, it's like, look, I'm doing all my automation in the box. Don't get me wrong. Having given my, you know, I don't think I'll ever mix on. That's what I do. On, yeah. but. I will absolutely run it through a console, oh, run yeah. it through um, 8200s, run it through anything analog. You got to get that flavor, that open it. It, it just it doesn't it just sounds big mm-hmm. and analogy and it's a great sound. And Spice. and so to me that's yeah. that's what's amazing is a the fact that I've come for a circle on my own, but b that this stuff is coming back Hardcore. I think it does say a lot about the sound as well about vinyl, you know, because um, the kids I saw at Amoeba in, in, the, in a long line still buying the albums were that they really could tell the difference between buying it on a CD um, and a vinyl. They wanted to hear it on vinyl. Right. And um, I think that's because of the quality of the sound. I mean, there is a great, a great, I, recently I just brought out my great big Tannoy speakers, put them into my into my little owl's nest, my new studio, and bought a, a really good turntable and put a good amp on it and just sat back and listened um, to some records. And I heard things that I'd forgotten 
were there. There's such beauty. There's yeah. such beauty. Too. I mean, this is such an enormous topic. This is, you know, this is mm-hmm. the topic of five episodes of the Naughty Audio yeah. Nowcast right. for us to go through. But mm-hmm. it's nice to touch on it. Oh, it's good bit. to touch on it. And and Scott, you were going to tell us a, a paradigm. No, no, no. I was just going to say that that in the last eight years, the big thing I think that has changed, which is actually is an audio based, and that is high speed networks. Yes. How I communicate, not only with my clients, but I got crew. I mean. I'm working with one guy who's in Laguna, another guy who's in San Francisco, and I got clients all around the world between Skyping, and it's like no big deal. I mean, it's it's sending files. It used to be hard drives, used to be tapes, and now I do mixes, and uh, I got this one project where the director's in Dallas. I do little mixes, ship it out to him. He takes a listen to it. Now, all of a sudden... You could be anywhere, and it really doesn't matter because the network speeds with a spare and everything else is crazy fast. I think that not only is relevant to audio, I think it's it's relevant to everybody's daily life about how you ingest entertainment. If it wasn't for those network speeds, you wouldn't have the Spotify's and you wouldn't have the Pandora's and you wouldn't have all these other networks and YouTube. And I mean, YouTube yeah. and all. I that. mean, what's happened is my son, it's you know, the, he has the TV on. He doesn't watch it. He's got an iPad. He sits there all cuddled up, and he's watching YouTube. That's his entertainment. It's now, way more funnier. Having said that, I think another thing along those same lines is 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 both a blessing and a curse. And what that is is the increase of bandwidth and storage needs for for all of us, for our audio, for our video. And and I think it's a blessing because, man, it's great. I just bought a one terabyte 7200 RPM drive uh, a GTEC that's just so thin and so small with USB 3.0. And one terabyte, I mean, that was like, oh my gosh, a terabyte Unheard seems of. so big, right? Now I have this little thing that I carry around with me. But at the same time, I realize I have terabytes upon terabytes of, of disks I don't have a, a solid backup plan other than just copying them to other discs. It's the only way to do and it. That's, and that's to, that right there is, is I think, a, a failure of the future, as I call it. There is no big mass storage that's available for people. Now, There's Amazon say, Glacier and well, stuff like that. Right. You can say – I was going to say you could say cloud-based systems. But the problem with cloud-based systems is slow. this. There's data caps on a lot of people's internet. I found out I had a data cap on my internet when I exceeded it because I was on a download fest reinstalling all these games that I got. And I got this little email from, uh, from my cable provider. And so I think that's one area that, that is going to get – got to get sorted out. That's where a big – It is because I mean I've got two 28-terabyte servers that I utilize. And the problem is you, know, you think that's a lot. But between SoundRex libraries and videos – and now us in using HD, and now we're in five one seven one Atmos. All of a sudden, you know, it used to be shows where you did shows and you went like two nine gigs. Now uh, most of my shows are two to four terabytes per show. Right. That's and just like working space now. That's not archive space. Absolutely, anymore. and I, I it's funny, and, and I think I have more two and four terabyte drives sitting around that just you know little either uh, Western Digitals or something. Firewire, Firewire, USB 3, now Thunderbolt, all the different versions, as well as just drives in RAID arrays. It's, you know, you couldn't think of anything below one or two terabytes. Is Why would you buy it? Yeah. Rob, 
yeah, I wanted to show you guys. I just uh, ducked off to the side here. I'm holding in my hand here, which you can't see at home, but uh, I have been buying up one terabyte solid state drives, which while still expensive are now not nearly as expensive as they were. Fry's had a, a sale on them and they're carrying them now at semi-reasonable prices. But so, well, What are the prices now for one terabyte? A little over 500 bucks. That's not bad. So the idea is, though, I have a handful of them here. I am now replacing every single hard drive in all the laptops. You guys know I carry around three laptops, and I carry a ton of backup drives and stuff, too. Everything is now going solid state. The speed difference is unbelievable. And now the price, it's still a lot of money, but it's finally at the point where it's a lot of money but worth it. Yeah. No, that's so true. And so I think, you know, with all this data that we're getting and all this, um, I'm actually I'm looking for a good long term solution. And as soon as I find it, we're going to do a show on storage because I think every that's something that no matter if you're a pro, if you're an amateur, that's something that's that that affects you directly. And you know what? And it's not just the storage; it's it's recall. I was going through some old sessions just for all these podcasts and. Just the ability to to recall, okay, where did I put this and where did I put that? Because let's face it, my data is – I've got probably 30 hard drives that have all my different data from – and some of them are backups. Some of them are originals. Some of them are backups of a backup. But it just – I just think there's a – that's a, what I call a failure of the future. We need to figure out how to make all that go someplace. So basically you know? for all the listeners, if you want to come up with new software – that is the next generation of organizational, you know, because it is. I mean, I think it is a big deal. I, I mean, yeah, it, software or some box. I mean, I remember remember when the Drobo came out. If you go to our podcast, we did it. We did a podcast. I still have, to, I have two Drobos yeah. and an archive. And everybody thought Drobo is going to be the you know the end all, the be all. And granted, Drobo is phenomenal. It still works. It's still relevant. But you just there's other things. It just, it's just going to get better. You know, everything else is. It's going to get better. We're going to manage that. I'm going to tell you what, we are going to take a break right now, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about um, a few things about the Audio Nowcast, and then we're going to project into the future, and then I'm going to bring up some uh, interesting subjects that I want your guys' opinion on. So we'll take a break, and um, we'll see you on the other side. You're listening to the Audio Nowcast, sponsored by API and Westwave Audio. Have a question for the panel? Would you like to be a guest on the Audio Nowcast and live in the L.A. area? Email us at audio at nowcastnetwork.com. Hey, welcome back to the Audio Nowcast. And uh, before the break, we were talking about just how prophetic I am, right? I mean, yes, come on, you are the it. guru. You are the guru. <laughs> the evangelist I, himself. Yeah. Yeah. We called a lot of stuff, you know? We've missed on a few things that I won't talk about, but we called a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. It's funny, on that same podcast, if you listen to it, we were talking about ringtones and about making money doing ringtones mm-hmm. and things like that. And how Mitt Romney was going to be the next president. <laughs> 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 Um, so, uh, but you know, it, it's been, it's been fun. There's been all kinds of, uh, you know, interesting things. I'll tell you show number three was the show that we talked about, um, if pro tools was going to be around in, in five years, but yeah, it's been interesting how we've called some things, missed on a few things. You know, we called, uh, 
the whole avid stuff and we did the whole podcast. But um, a couple things that I wanted to I wanted to talk about and um, and get your guys' opinions on on some of this stuff. Um, I, I just want to get real for a second. Um, my father's been having some health problems, right? And and we actually put off this podcast for for a couple a couple uh, weeks because you know I've, I've been worried about my dad and having to visit him and things like that. And one of the things that I really like about audio and what we do is what really kind of came through and what happened this past Easter. Um, I was with my dad. And we were having Easter dinner and my dad introduced me to a friend of my sister's and my dad goes, you know, this is my son, Mike. And then he goes and he wanted Cleo and he would never tell you about that. But there was just this amazing amount of pride that my dad had when he was talking about it. And I – look, there's a lot of different professions out there. But one of the cool things about working in audio and working in music or working in creative endeavors is at the end of whatever project you're working on, you've got something that you can show people and people could be proud of you. There's a lot of pride and it's not just for you and and I'm not saying this in kind of a, a boastful way. I, it was really great to see the happiness and the joy and the pride that my dad had in my accomplishments. And and sometimes, you know, we get so busy and we're we're putting our nose to the grindstones and we're kicking off these commercials and these shows and these songs and whatever that you know, every once in a while, it's you just yeah. just take a moment and not only see how you know what you've done, but how it affects the people around you. And and I remember prior to that, my best dad being proud of me moment was actually when I was in junior high and I was playing a basketball game. It was a night game, and and I did really well. It was a fluke because I'm not tall. <laughs> and the second half, and every time I scored a basket, I'd look over at my dad and he'd be laughing like he couldn't believe it. And it just was really – that just always stuck out. And, and I know there's a lot of people out there that don't have the relationship with your father. And so it doesn't have to be your father. Maybe it's your uncle. Maybe it's a grandparent. Maybe it's your brother. It's your sister. But it's just really amazing to – to work in an industry where you can not only you know take pride in the work that you do, but take pride you know that your family members can you know be proud of. I mean, I'm sure I know Martin. I know your 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 dad was your mom. Or well, dad, it, it, you know, I think you've touched on a you know a wonderful point there, Mike, because you know my when my father was about to pass away, they were one of the things I remember because you we, you always love your dad to be proud of you, and you don't. Dads don't always tell you everything because we're, we're men. And um, when they were wheeling my father into uh, an op- uh, to be operated on, um, the nurses told me after that when he was being wheeled in, all he was talking about was my son is a good songwriter and he wrote these songs. And uh, I didn't even know about it until the nurses came out after and said he's, he, all he talked about as they were, you know, slowing him down for the operation was my son wrote this song and that song and that. And so, you know, I don't think there's anything um, greater in the world to feel like the people that you love um, are proud of you, you know, and, and, and uh, particularly 
for myself as a, a a boy with a father, you always want to impress your right. father, and, and you don't necessarily know if you are. You know, your mums will always tell you you're doing well, but your dads will just possibly hold it back. But just like you, Mike, at at a crucial moment, I, I learned that my father was very very proud of me, and I and I heard that from the nurses. So, um, and they actually told me that when he was in the wards, that's all he talked about. You know, which. Uh, you know, you you hold that forever, don't you? Yeah, it's, those are the things you hold forever. And it's just you know, it's just how your how your stuff affects other people. Yeah. Whether whether it's a song or whether it's a a TV show or a sound design or, or whatever. I mean, thank sure. God the nurses like the songs. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but and it doesn't have to be. It could be moms too, and it doesn't have to be anything that's been big. It doesn't even have to be you know yeah. award winning. It could be just you know maybe you wrote this little melody and and your mom really likes that melody. And and she hums it or something like that. It's just that's what I love about working in audio and working in music and video and stuff. It's just those kind of moments, you know. I'm not saying that if you're an accountant, you can't have that moment, but I don't know. Great spreadsheet. I well, guess. I think the word. I think what you're trying to think about is creativity. <laughs> exactly. It's it's creative, and that's a thing that I think everybody relates to. I, I mean, anybody have a story like that? Anybody have something they want to share? You know, about bringing some. I mean, I'll tell you what. I'm proud of all you guys. You know, and and every time like. When I see a movie that specific rim with Scott, you know, mm-hmm. did all that sound effects, it's like you really, absolutely, you know, you yeah. just you just relish in the creativity oh. of other people. No, it's true. No, no, you know? it, it, it's the same. Yeah. But like when I when I go over to Rob's, you know, studio and and he shows me something, and I just I'm in awe of what the creativity. I mean, when when Nick. You know, when he joined us, I practically kissed this man because he was, you know. What do you mean, practically? (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear more about this. Uh, No, because of his work on Grim Fandango and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, I just want to encourage people out there to, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I I know what you're trying to say, and I want to make a point here is that um, technology particularly now, moves so fast and we move on to something so quick and, you know, one thing ends and we go on to the next thing. It's really, really um, important that some things uh, transcend time. And they re- and they stay a little bit um, rooted in in space, you know. Because if you think about it, we're moving at such a pace, especially you guys that have to work on such a deadline. That sometimes when you achieve something that um, you know moves people, yeah. you've almost got to you go. Wow, okay, on to the next one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. you've got to step back a little bit and say, this means something. This one thing means something. And and it's very special when uh, people relate to you know one particular thing because. It's easy for us as creative people. We're driven to do the next thing straight away and to run into the next thing. I think there's something better. But sometimes, you know, uh, moments like this, like with your dad, um, the real important things yeah. come in, into uh, focus. But you know, I think you know it's, it's interesting when you when you're on a, a journey in a career and, and you c- create a certain amount of success within that career. So you know, you get your accolades and. And respect from from a lot of the people that you work with, and and then the newness. You know, the first time you win the award is oh my god, this is great, or some kind of achievement. But then, you know, for me, I think my journey's led me less to. I mean, I want to do a good job, and I want to do something that that means something to me, and and and, and that I feel that I can help contribute to telling a story. But where I think I started liking the attention at the beginning of my career and going, wow, this is great and people know me and I'll, it's not really fame, but really now 
I kind of really want to share it with a small group of people now and not necessarily a big group where, I mean, some people go, oh, it's really great. It's really great. But sometimes there's a small community of people that are in your inner circle, whether it's family or just really tight friends. And that's, it means more like, like I'm doing an animated movie right now and I can't wait for my son to see it. Because that's going to be my biggest thing. Is yeah. that he gets to go, oh my God, that's, did you, oh, and, and it's, because then you're sharing it with somebody that you care, who cares about you, and it's not like, well, it wasn't as good as the last thing you did. Yeah. You know, it's, it's I, not flippant like absolutely. that. Absolutely. It's more yeah. personal. And, absolutely. And you know what? And it doesn't have to be anything big either. No, it's just it, something you created. It be, here's a, a really good example is, is um, a friend of mine um, joined a band. And they started playing around. And the first time I saw them play in the band, they were playing at this small little bar. And there was like maybe, you know, 12 people in the bar. And they were awesome. They were so good. And it was just so cool to see them playing there. And there, and I, I made it a point to congratulate them and, to, you know, just to say, hey, look, how many garage bands are there out there that never get out of the garage? At least you're out and you're performing, starting, you know, starting your journey. And that, to me, you know, just I really want to encourage people to encourage other people in their creative endeavors. You know, take a moment and and just you know enjoy what you've done before you move on. And you never know how it affects other people. And also enjoy what you do because I got a, I know a lot of session players and studio players. They never listen to music anymore. Yeah. They don't play it. They don't listen to it. It's a work. Yeah, it's a job. And I remember when we were getting married, we were talking about, oh, looking, you know, band DJ. What are we going to do? And and someone's like, you actually having music at your wedding? And they were totally dead serious because it's not something they enjoy anymore. Yeah. And there's something neat, you know. I, I look at a lot of my friends who may not have gone into music professionally or audio. But they're with their church choirs. Yeah, yeah. With, and I'm sitting going, I think they're having more fun than I have. Absolutely. Oh, sure. Sure. And, and it's, when music is something that you don't have to make mm-hmm. money at, it is incredibly freeing. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely so. And, you know, and I think it comes over years. You're very lucky because I think it's when, particularly for me, when you're a puppy and you're just having to break through, you have to break through. You have to find your security. But I, even then when I got a little bit of success, it was more important to – um, show that success to yeah. a small circle so that you could let your family would say, oh, he's doing okay and he's got a knack for it, you know. But when we're, what we're talking about here, although we talk about technology in a great deal, is the, the human element of Absolutely. this is what we've got to suck back to always, always. And that's one mm. of the things that as I was listening to all our podcasts and as I was just going back and listening to some of the stuff, you know what one of the best things – I was really proud of the whole podcast for one, but the incredible good time and laughter that we've had on the podcast and just being able to get together with your friends mm. and talk about this. Stuff. There's a good vibe, good comradeship. It's, and, it's, and, yeah. and you know what? You know, we're doing a podcast, but if you're listening to this podcast, you know, grab a bunch of your friends and just go out and get a pizza and and have a beer and just talk, man. Just just that was really how the those. podcast started. I remember. I, well, yeah, yeah, that's that's the background. It was just a bunch of people we don't talk tech. It was Nam Show. We've told this story many times yeah. with Rob. It's, it was literally the only time I would see Rob once a year. Nam Show. Okay, let's go to dinner. And uh, but you know, it's all about people. And and as I'm looking through some of our guests, I mean, we've had Steve Picaro on here. We've had you know 
guys from some of the great 80, 80s bands, you know, from Scritty Politti to Reflex. And I mean, just all these great, you know, Baxter and all these great guys. It's like the best thing about it, I, I don't necessarily remember any of their stories. I just remember them as people, you know, yeah. and 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 it just it's just amazing, and and I think that's what's really cool. Rob, um, do you have any stories about when your work has touched somebody, or when you've been touched by someone's reaction to your work? Well, I definitely still can say honestly what my proudest moment with my parents ever was in all the different things I've done, because I've had a lot of great moments where we'd like all go to the theater in Philly to see a movie trailer I had scored for the first time. And, you know, the whole family packs in the theater to see it. And there've been a million things like that, but definitely the number one time ever when I used to tour with Stevie and I would play his keyboards at soundcheck before he would get there. And I'd actually jam with Stevie's band. And I don't know if I've told this story before, but when we played radio city music hall in, uh, I don't remember which tour it might have been. It might have been one of the early ones, like 86, 87. I mean, it's a long time ago. But I was in my early 20s, and my parents came up from Philly to watch Soundcheck. And they sat in the first row of an empty Radio City music hall and watched me sit in Stevie Wonder's position with his entire band and singers (laughs) and everybody else behind me. Awesome. I went through the whole show, and... I mean, if you could have exploded with pride, that's what my parents would have done. They would have actually ignited. (laughs) That's a long time ago, but I remember it was five minutes ago. And that, by far, was like the proudest connection moment. And the funny thing is, it was all made possible because of Stevie. And my parents and family ended up, they have a great relationship with Stevie. And he's like family at this point. But at that point, he wasn't even there. He had made all this stuff possible, but he wasn't even there. And it was just this amazing connection because we'd been to Radio City when I was a kid a million times. And here they are sitting in the front row and I'm sitting there playing. That was pretty hard to recover from after that. Isn't isn't it interesting that all the stuff we do and we never stop, that there are a few things that just, you know, lock in and we we never forget them ever, you know. That, that one I'll never forget. And there have yeah. been a lot of proud, happy, touching moments, but that was pretty off the charts. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, I had a pretty proud moment that happened this week, and it was pretty interesting. Um, when we first moved down here to L.A. two years ago, um, I walked into the elementary school of my son, uh, and the first question that I asked the teacher at the sort of the back-to-school night was, when's the science fair? And I got back this sort of blank stare, this, we don't have a science fair, um, at which point I promptly went and, uh, joined the PTA and said, hi there, my name is Nick and I'd like to start a science fair here. And they said, absolutely. And we did it and it was a smash success. It was the first science fair they'd Yay. had down there in 35 years. Beautiful. And we did the second annual uh, this week. It was Tuesday night. That's awesome. That's and it was, it was such an incredible feeling. The, the thing that I kept saying to people was out of the 365 days that I'd lived this year, that day, out of all of them, was the most important because that was the day that I helped the most people at once. Oh, man. You're, so. you're a good guy, I'm Nick. about to cry. <laughs> Anyone who wants to go to com, <laughs> you can find the website. What if, there's pictures up there from What the, about with your music? You ever have any uh, moments with your music? Oh, sh- uh, yeah, sure. Let me think back. Um, so many, so many, uh, you know. Opening for Bill Bruford's Earthworks, opening for Alan oh, Holdsworth, man. Oh, um, 
playing it at I, I was really always involved in art music so you know it didn't get to the you know same level that that you got to and they and that you got to rob but it was great you know and playing at a place down here in hollywood in 1994 called Prague fest which was a big progressive awesome. rock festival and going out and touring the west coast doing jam band music all so many so many wonderful moments see i mean we talk a lot of technology and we talk a lot of stuff but quite frankly guys these are the moments that mm-hmm. we do it all all right this is this is what it's all about is this human connection and it's and experience the experience of life you know you let me just tell you this life is short and it's precious you know and you just never know you know what's going to happen tomorrow and uh you got to relish relish all these moments one of the great things as well with what you're going through the stress mike is that the the uh technology and the music is actually helping you still roll on because oh. it's something you yeah, love it's something you love so uh, you know even when my father was ill um i didn't stop writing songs because right. it, it i i knew that was a healing way to keep going no you it's know? so funny you say that because it's it's so true it's mm-hmm. like my refuge is my yeah. technology and i know you that can hide yourself weird. it i mean it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's like... It's a, it's a healing bomb. It's, it's a you healing, know, it's, it is. Yeah. You know, on a, I'm going to say something on the lighter side, right? On, we're, we're a little heavy, but I'm going to bring it back. I just did, um, speaking of firsts, I, I just did my first Craigslist deal ever um, two, weeks, two weeks ago. What did you sell? <laughs> I didn't sell. I traded my Microsoft Surface Pro for a Razer Edge, if you know what the Razer computers, it's a it's a gaming tablet. Mm-hmm. So it's an i7 with a NVIDIA graphics chip on a tablet, right? And it was a straight trade, and I was looking to pick one up anyhow, and I found on Craigslist um, this guy wanted to trade. And, uh, you know, I'm a pretty private person, so Craigslist never really – I never wanted to go meet at some, uh, you know, Starbucks and do a deal. I just, I just didn't need to do that. Well, I found this. It was too good to be true, so we – talked back and forth and we communicated. I got his cell phone number. We go back and forth. I ended up meeting him in downtown LA in the corner of Pico and and like San Pedro. With it was gu- like with armed guards? Literally, I met at 7 o'clock. It was the sketchiest looking thing. I show up. I pull over to the side. He shows up. He pops his truck. I was like, uh, it was just, if anybody saw this, it looked like, you know, Russian spy or drug deal. And all we were doing were were exchanging tablets. It worked great. He got a great tablet. I got a great tablet. But um, it was just, you know, just technology, just being able to hook up and online and do this whole thing with with Craigslist. And then I I dove in and and while I was, you know, dealing with my dad and stuff, and, um, you know, I I had this new little computer that I was setting up and downloading all. This is another group. Good point that you know when you're going through this strife in life, um, you have to have a, a thing that's like your bliss, something that just holds you there, you know, something you absolutely love because you know life's going to bring these things along, absolutely, and you need something that um, you just love just to keep you rolling on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I got into music and I started playing again, and just you know, it's the whole yin and yang thing. You know, really quick, you know, we were telling stories about you know moments of, of pride and things like that. Actually, one of my best moments in music ever was made possible by you, Mr. Page. Mm. And that was Boston Commons. I was keyboard teching for Martin, and we were playing at the Commons, huge 
you know, um, 30,000 people were in the audience. It was this gigantic thing. And at that time, I was doing a little bit of side stage keyboard playing and I was starting and stopping all the sequences and everything. Well, they didn't have a side stage. And I think I've told this before on the podcast. So they had a platform, right? So I set up on a platform on one side and the other keyboard player set up a platform on the other side. Now, you got to understand, I'm a tech. I've been a tech all my life, right? There was only one other time where I actually was visible. Most of the time I'm behind the seats and I'm okay with that. So I'm busy just setting us up because we have a 10-minute switch over, right? So we're setting everything up. We're setting everything. Everything's going up, you know, the whole thing. It had to go fast because there was a bunch of a bunch of different acts. And Cindy Lauper, who played before us, actually went long. So we even had less time, right? So we're going. I'm setting up. Okay, ready? We do a line check. Blah, blah, blah. blah. We're all set, ready to go. They're going to introduce Martin. I go on to, <laughs> go on to the... <laughs> To the riser where my stuff is set up and it's a keyboard and there's my computer and I have the monitor and everything. And I remember looking up and seeing all oh. these people. <laughs> and I've never been so – just so amazed, so scared, so happy. So, I mean – it was just uh, this rush of like all these different feelings because you, you know, I'm used to seeing on side stage. You know, I have no problem with the big audiences because I'm on the side stage. But then when you're up there, you're so exposed. And two things went through my mind. The first thing was, wow, there's a lot of people out there. And the second <laughs> thing was, man, I wish I wore pants because <laughs> I had shorts on. Shorts. People got to enjoy your knees and your manly, hairy thighs. Come it was, on. Rob. I just want to say one thing, and this, usually I don't pass along any kind of lessons or anything because I have no idea. Nothing I've ever done to further my career I ever thought would really apply to anybody else. I've been very lucky and just always seized opportunities. But there's one thing that I can pass on that I that I have done numerous times and I don't regret. And that is I have always been willing to slightly embarrass myself to try to include family and friends in something that I thought was going to be amazing and just like a pivotal moment. I mean, I, I talked about that Radio City thing, but like when I first started with Stevie and the first time he came back to Philly, I figured out a way to like sneak in all my high school friends to be a part of like, well, this is now what I do for a living and I want all you guys to be a part of it. And I've, I've embarrassed myself a few times going way above and beyond or trying to snap that picture that I'm embarrassed to take, but I'm really happy I took it afterwards. And even, I mean, Scott can remember this. When I first started doing movie trailers, the first few times I had giant symphony orchestras playing my music, I wanted my friends there to yeah. check it out. So I would tell all the luminaries at the studio, well, I need to have this person there and that person there. But the real reason I needed to have them there is so afterwards we could all hang out and say, wasn't that cool? Wasn't that fun? Mm-hmm. So don't be, don't be afraid to embarrass yourself a little bit to include family and friends on those major moments. Because honestly, I don't regret a moment. And you remember that, Scott, right? I do, I do. I remember Sony. and yeah, we, look, You know what's interesting? Rob and I met, um, I think, at an AES show where the manufacturer said, oh, you guys would... You know, you guys should meet. We started hanging out, and it's 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 any. I mean, Rob now is Uncle Rob, yeah. and my son, and and we've shared so much of these things. I know together, little things that you know, uh, my kids' stuff, his stuff, my stuff. Just it become. And it's all about the people, absolutely. Yeah. And that don't ever lose sight of that. Yeah. Don't that's don't ever worry right. about. Mm-hmm. Going out of your way or embarrassing yourself a little bit to make a magic moment like that happen because I promise you'll never regret it. And, and, and one thing I do want to say, you know, to all the listeners out there, 
And this is really important because this is how we all started. And this is really, I think, the crux of rock and roll. And that is, it doesn't matter if you're that great. If you want, you get in a bunch of friends, you get in your garage, you get in your basement, you get somewhere, and you play. And you start learning, and you start listening, and you start experimenting. And then eventually you start getting a little bit better. And then all of a sudden, you know, for those people that have played in bands, especially in the early years when it's fresh, it's new, it's a special. I mean, it's, 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 I don't want to say it's sex, but it's like, it's something where all of a sudden you get five, six, three people together and you're now in sync. Right. There's this weird little bond that happens yeah. and you're all, you're just one person and you're creating a one sound. It's it's a wonderful thing, and, and that's and that's that's when it's magical. When you can uh, really quick, and I'm, I'm gonna let you talk after this. But when I was um, working with Martin, and actually, um, you know, technology brought us together. You know? Absolutely, I mean, yeah. you know, Martin's you know my best friend, and we're like mm-hmm. brothers now. But yeah. um, when we were playing, it, it you developed this bond, this this communication where I could tell by the back of his head when he wanted me to start and stop the sequences. It just it just gets so you get so connected. You just know you get in the groove and you get in the rhythm. And it's all you know what? That's the cool thing. It's all about people and, and relationships and gelling and things like that. Go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say the key word to me was feelings. You yeah. know, it's it's feelings. You you have these feelings sometimes which are just um you know, they're they're just um, so special, and you and the great thing about humans is we don't really know much. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, it's an unknown. But with these feelings actually transcend, and we but they go into our into our minds that this was a very special, magical thing, right? You know, and um, you know, this is this is getting back to the technology again. Um, we're talk- if, if we think back, we're talking about lots and lots of uh, people being involved, but technology today has made it one man on his own a great yeah. deal. You know, now what, what we've just said in the last 10 minutes is really a lot of stuff involving human beings, right. you know, starting with your dad, but it moved on really to us thinking about it's people. If we were doing this on our own and we weren't, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't work. We have to bond. It's with not people. as good doing it by yourself as it is doing Absolutely. it with somebody else. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And, and you know what? Even the mistakes are great sometimes. Right. You know. And that's and that's kind of where I wanted to to do on this podcast is I, that's why I talked on the front end because I want the back end. You know, guys, these eight years have been a blast. Looking forward to doing you know more podcasts, but. Really, the best thing about this whole podcast was to getting to know you guys. You, all of you guys are, are friends and and getting close, and you know, and the conversations that we have before and after the podcast. And it's just, it's it's all about the people, you know. It's great. I love coming in here. I love telling you guys about the latest thing that I I bought, so you can totally rail me and make fun of me, and then I can say no, you're wrong. <laughs> I just want to know why you decided to get rid of the surface after you did that whole episode about how much you loved it. Well, because. I can do the exact same thing on uh, now the Razor Edge, which is more powerful, has an i7 as opposed to the i5. So what I loved about it was the form factor. Now take that to the next level, and don't worry, you know when the Surface Three comes out, I'll probably be getting one of those. So <laughs> it's I haven't abandoned it, but I just wanted to 
number one, thank everybody for, for eight great years. We're moving on to year number nine. It's going to be great. We, when we get back to the next podcast, we'll go back to mixing. I want to thank all the listeners out there. Everybody who's ever posted Yay. on, on Facebook. Yeah. Anybody who's ever sent me an email. Um, we read the emails. The emails are awesome. You guys are awesome. There's some smart, talented people out there that um, it's just amazing, you know, being able to be touched by all these different people with their kind words at the same time, you know, talking to these people that are out there. And it's, you know, we've got, you know, I've told you we're list, you know, we've got nice fan base in Germany and England and it's just, it just amazes me. And I feel odd and humbled once again by just the creativity of the people that are out there. But I want to thank all the listeners for all your support. It's been great. We're looking forward to doing some more shows and, um, you know, on that note, really quick, I'm just going to speculate. I'm going to make another <laughs> another prophecy. Right hang on, here. hang on. You the ready? guru speaks. No, no. <laughs> here we go. Mark my words. Try to, try to. No, no, no. Really, if, if there's going to be a paradigm shift, it, social media in eight years is going to look like nothing that we see right now. Because right now, all the different networks, all the different um, services are out there taking way too much time. There's a generation that doesn't know how to work, and it's going to affect them. And someone, it's going to streamline, and you're going to see it. It's going to do. So we're going to redefine, uh, reach out and touch someone. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but basically, it's going to come around because I look at I, I look at some of the younger generation nowadays, and I see them spending so much time yeah. on all their different social networks. And and not spending enough time on this on the on the human element mm-hmm. and the people network right the people network and mm-hmm. and it's it's going to correct itself because it always does right mm-hmm. it always does analog is a good example we can never throw away analog it's going to come in it's going to correct itself social media is going to correct itself and avid will not be here in five years. <laughs> I believe that prediction is shooting fish in a barrel there. <laughs> I think, you know, in keeping with the whole records coming back, I think kids are going to be switching to giant, heavy ceramic telephones. <laughs> that's my prediction. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think that's going to Well, anyhow, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. It's been a blast. Looking forward to doing some more podcasts. Um, all, Nick, it's great having you on board. Yep. It's good to have Thank Bobby you so much. I love it. Every Diego. morning that we have a uh, – every time that we do a podcast, I wake up that morning and the first thought that I have is – Right on. We're going to record the audio nowcast tonight. And it puts me in a good mood all day. It's great. It's great to have you here. And, you know, it's really your wealth of knowledge and this whole thing. Rob, Rob, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have the, the Super Rob. The podcast. The Iron Man. Yeah. It was actually Rob's directly response. It was our conversations that started this whole thing. And through Rob, I met Scott. And Scott's been awesome. And then Martin, you know, we've been. Oh, uh, yeah. I've been average, you yeah. know, I had <laughs> holding it together uh, now and then. I think you it know. All, in the end, it all comes back to hooray for me hooray <laughs> <laughs> for us uh, alright well hey listen if you have any uh, comments or questions you can reach us at uh, audio at nowcastnetwork.com that's audio at nowcastnetwork.com or you can leave us a note or send me a message on uh, on Facebook and uh, and we'll go from there interesting thing about Facebook you notice Facebook the young people are just not using Facebook it's oh. getting yeah. older and older demos mm. Facebook is going to look totally different. You know, it's going to be all Oculus. <laughs> well, like, you know what? Facebook really should be renamed Reunion. Yeah. Because yeah. that's really what people do use it right. for. And it's the yeah. young people, there's not reunion with anybody. <laughs> now, your prediction, is it going to survive? 
Facebook. Oh, yeah. It'll just be different it's, than what it is. Okay. It started out for it started out as a college, college thing. Yeah. And that probably it's couldn't just, be. Just watch. Know. Social networks are going to correct themselves. It's going to correct themselves because you, 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 we still need to get things done. And it's just, it's going to be, you know, you, if you Snapchat, Pinterest, you know, all these different, you know, Tumblr and, uh, you know, name all the different s- social networks that you know out there. You know, any of those, any of them, you're just going to spend a lot of time, which people do, Instagram, just looking at Twitter, their phone. But you know, you got to get stuff done. My, one of my one of my predictions is, you know, essentially when we started, we talked about eight years ago. Eight years ago, there were desktops, there were laptops, there were computers, and we used computers for things. And now, I got a television. It's got a camera, and I've got a uh, a black box that sits under it that has all my music in it. All of a sudden, there's no longer going to be a computer. It's going to be a screen. I'm going yeah. to tell it something, and I'll be able to. I mean, look, look, what we're doing right now. Rob is in Austin. Yeah. It's on a laptop, but this is some the computer as we know it. What you know, the thing that oh, you were do Word, Excel, and Outlook on. It's gone. It's going, going, gone, and now it's going to be utilized in so many different ways to entertain us. To communicate with us, you know, to be able to do all these things, to learn from. You are so right. And here's the thing. The great thing about – and then we're going to wrap this up for sure. But the great thing about technology is is as much as you can do more on your laptop, right? Like I can do a lot on this big PC laptop that I have in front of me. Um, I'm actually getting more laptops and each one kind of has its own little thing. I edit my videos on my Mac. I do a lot of my gaming on this. I read off my little Dell Venue Pro. I play games on the go on my Razer Edge and I do a lot of music stuff on my iPad. It's just, you know, you want to you separate all these different things cuz you can and it's it's kind of way more convenient, at least for me it is, to, to do all these different things, you know? And it allows me to go from one mode to another mode to another mode, and they're not that expensive. For the price of a great Mac years ago, I can travel with, you know, three PCs and, uh, and an iPad. So it's, it's kind of crazy. Go ahead, Rob. I, I will make one prediction, and I don't know if it's five years away or ten years away, or I, I don't know how many years away it is, but I believe Facebook will change completely, as will all the other social yeah. uh, outlets because I believe at some point people are going to start to value their privacy again. Yes. Yeah, I, I totally Amen. Agree. Let us hope so. And you know what? On that, that's a that's a good place for us to... So everyone, go it. home. <laughs> shut the door. I want some privacy. Really? Take off the pictures of your children from Facebook. Agnes, my wife, I'm talking to you. <laughs> All right. Nick, what are you working on? Anything fun? Uh, Anything you to talk about? Uh, you know, it's so funny. Depending upon when this thing actually hits the street, um, I'm working on two huge apps that I'm very excited about. I'm going to wait, and I'll talk about them on the next episode right, that, because you know they what? will have both hit the streets by and then. You are one of us. That just proves that you're <laughs> yes. one. But I did just buy. I did just buy a second. <laughs> Uh, Neve 8816 summing mixer to go along with my first one. So now I've got 32 inputs for my radar system. And once again, you are one of us. One of us. I'm I'm (laughs) very happy about that. how about you? Well, I am here in Austin because I am working with The Misses, which I am happy to say I'm allowed to talk about. Of course, the part of the project I'm working on right now I can't talk about, so I am still one of you. But uh, things are going incredibly well. Uh, You can check them out at themisses.com. I think I gave that last time, T-H-E-M-R-S.com. Uh, preview of the first single is up there and some pictures and bios and stuff. But as this year goes on, you're going to be hearing a lot more about the misses and not just from me. Mm-hmm. 
Great. Scott, how about you? Um, uh, 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 mixing a movie right now. And, uh, um, but the, the, th- the fun thing I'm having is I'm in the midst of finishing the build on a new studio that I'm going to be moving into hopefully in the next three weeks. Nice. And uh, we've got the walls up, the framing's up, the ceiling just came in. Now we're putting in all the, inf- the acoustic infrastructure and the screen wall and speaker walls going in today. Uh, it's it's crazy exciting. And we're going to do a podcast for me. We should, yeah. And, yep, and, and we'll it's it. going to be 7 1. And it's a hybrid edit mixing room with Atmos capabilities. Let's see, we're going to do that. We'll do an audio now cast in Atmos. So. <laughs> flipping, I've been flipping through pictures of it while we've been talking. It looks really amazing and like a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Martin, how about you? Uh, you know me, I'm the songwriter of the bunch here. So um, I've got a lot of things in the can. Um, I finished a few things up, and uh, I, you know, it's been one of the most creative periods of my my life. So I've just been putting things, as they would say, in the can and moving on to the next thing. But I've got a lot sort of um, brewing up, and um, I couldn't be more pleased with the with the results. And it's all fantastic. I'm, yeah, I have to spill the beans. It's just all. It's really good. Thank it's you, Mike. all phenomenal stuff. Thank you. And can't wait till you can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, what have what what you been talking about? And Mike, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm working on a, on a Kickstarter campaign that'll come out for something that's kind of cool. I'm, I'm taking the bull by the horns and doing a few little things. And when that comes out, I'll talk about it. Um, uh, but I'm still I'm working on Axe Cop uh, Season 2, although Fox um, pulled ADHD off the uh, the network and, uh, and actually have it. All the episodes are playing on Hulu now, which makes a lot of sense because the demographics, which was young people – they're not watching TV at 11.30, 12.30 at night. You know where they're getting their TV? From Hulu, from Netflix, from they're getting it online. And it makes a lot of sense if you're going to get this kind of you know programming that's kind of edgy. You, know, you might as well do it where they're going to be watching it and the affiliates don't have to feel the uh, 12 months from now, it's not going to look this way anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's – Because of net neutrality? Because – no. It's content on demand. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's sort of started, but it's status infancy. One year from now, everyone's going. Wow, Netflix. Who do I get it from? It's uh, yeah, Amazon, it's, Microsoft. Hulu, yeah, it's it, there's a lot of things. Starting. And it's it's interesting to see how that's all moving. So uh, so I'm working on that, and then shooting a doc that I'll talk about later on. But it's all good. It's all great stuff. But the main thing is is you know I just like appreciating the people that I deal with and appreciating the people that that touch me and you know I want to encourage people in the long run it's all about people you know so hug your one thing I want to say here for all of us and I'm sure all the people that listen to the podcast and have you know tuned into you and and how you've enlightened them over the this period of time is that there I'm we're all hoping that your dad recovers and that he gets healthy again, and yep. uh, oh, we're all kind. thinking about Amen. him. Yeah. yeah, thank you. That's very kind, and appreciate it. And uh, yeah, that's very nice. And he mm-hmm. actually still talks about when we played golf together. So. <laughs> he was a good golfer. I tell you, that. <laughs> he whipped me. <laughs> that was still, that's still a highlight. And he always talks about that. <laughs> but um, you know, just hug your parents, hug your kids, hug your wife, your girlfriend, your friends. You know. And, uh, and step back a bit and slow down and yeah. look at the pictures. Yeah, and just enjoy it. And yep. if you're and if you're blessed to work in the business, it's a blessing, man. And don't you know there should not be a composer, a songwriter, a sound designer, a mixer, an editor. 
none of you should have a frown on your face because there's 300 people who would love to be in the exact position you're at and uh, and you just you know don't take don't take it for granted because you just never know and on the other hand if you're starting out or if, even if you're just doing it if you have another job that you love and you're an accountant but you love making making music on the side you know what that's great too enjoy that enjoy what you do enjoy the moment and um, and once again thank you so much for listening and uh, looking forward to doing some more podcasts for you guys on that note from myself and all the guys thanks a lot and we'll see you next time Listening to the Audio Nowcast, sponsored by API and West Wave Audio. The Audio Nowcast is hosted by Mike Rodriguez and uses Aphex's 230 Master Channel Voice Processor. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>